The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. The 2024 Oscar nominations were released uh, yesterday to much excitement and, of course, congratulations uh, to Killian Murphy. But what about past winners who actually refuse to accept their Academy Awards? I'm joined in studio for this week's Inside Hollywood by Brian Lloyd, Movies Editor for Entertainment.ie. Brian, good morning. Morning. So um, three Oscar mm-hmm. winners only in all the history of the Oscars refused. So who were they? So there were three. The first one was Dudley Nichols. This was in 1935. He won the Best Screenplay Oscar for the movie The Informer. This was directed by John Ford. It was actually set during the Irish War of Independence. It was about this sort of drunken man who informs on his friend who was an IRA member. The IRA member then gets shot dead by the Black and Tans and he goes on this sort of odyssey through Dublin, drinking himself to death and wailing about his uh, problems and what have you. Mm. And um, it was based on Limo Flaherty's novel. Correct. So it, yeah. I mean, it was Irish to its core. Oh, absolutely. And of course, John Ford, as we know, was famous, uh, had Irish roots as well. Um, Dudley Nichols wrote this, and like I say, he won... It was it was a huge film that year. I think it was nominated for six Oscars and it won in four. But Dudley Nichols at the time was... Uh, he was one of the founding members of the Writers Guild of America. And he publicly refused the Oscar and publicly refused it when he won. But then he accepted it three years later once the strike had ended. And so it was because of a strike. The oh, strike was, was ongoing. was ongoing at the time, yeah, and he refused it as a result. It's actually interesting enough as well as that had the, the previous strike uh, continued on until now, you might very well have seen a similar situation happen, whereas in screenplay writers and actors potentially would have refused their Oscars on the basis of that they were on strike. But uh, yeah, so Dully Nichols, three years later, he accepted the Oscar again. And then we moved on then, of course, to George C. Scott. Yeah. Um, but in Nichols himself, he was uh, elected president of the Writers Guild. As a result of it, Jim. Because he had gained profile in refusing an Oscar. Absolutely. Was, uh, yeah, no, it was completely unheard of at mm. the time for a writer to refuse it. And yeah. this was at a time when the Oscars really did have a lot. I mean, they obviously have prestige now, but back then it was a real make or break thing for writers. So for him to refuse it, I think... It was, was a very big deal. Very big By the deal. way, just as a postscript, someone uh, who didn't attend the Oscars was Catherine Hepburn. Catherine Hepburn, yeah. So Catherine Hepburn, apparently, I mean, I, this is what has been reported, that she... Uh, you know, displayed all her Oscars in her house quite prominently. So she was delighted to have them. Delighted to have them, but refused point point blank to ever go to the Oscars. Never <laughs> received one in person, never went to the ceremony at all. Terence Malick as well also refused to go to the Oscars. Now, he was nominated for The Thin Red Line, but he the reason why he didn't attend the Oscars that time was because he was in a dispute with the producers. Now, it worked out in his favour because he didn't win for the Oscars that year. <laughs> no embarrassment. No embarrassment, but yeah. Now, uh, George C. Scott, he was uh, someone who had utter distaste for the Completed. Oscars. Why? Well, at the time, the Oscars was had just recently been uh, televised. And he basically felt, I think the quote was, was that it was a two-hour meat parade and that it was putting actors as artists in competition with one another. And it was at a time when, when there was a lot of kind of, I guess, actors were turning their nose up at the Oscars, that it was turning more into sort of celebrity competition as opposed to having any kind of artistic integrity. Now, the previous year he'd been nominated and had sent a telegram to the Academy and asked to be removed from the ballot that he didn't want it. He didn't win that year, but then the next year, of course, same thing happened again. He yeah, was put on this the ballot. This was Patton, the movie. This was for Patton. About General yeah, Patton. Of course, yeah, about General Patton, yeah. One of his most famous roles. And 
again, he point blank refused to be on the ballot, said that he didn't want it, sent a telegram to the Oscars uh, or sorry, the Academy to that effect. But then lo and behold, on the night he actually won. Now, the acceptance of the Oscar went off without any incident. The producer of the film, Frank McCarthy, walked up to the dais accepted it on his behalf and then the very next day it went straight back to the Oscars. Although I found out though in my research that it eventually ended up in the Military Museum in Virginia. I think it was like the George C. Patton uh, Museum. But yeah, like I say, George C. Or Scott Scott, yeah. uh, We have a clip of Frank McCarthy who accepted on the night. In voting this award, I think that the Academy has distinguished itself. I think it has done itself a great deal of good and shown what a good organization it is by recognizing and honoring so generously a fine performance by a great actor. Uh, which it was. It was. Uh, great movie. So he took the Oscar, gave it back, and then it ended up in George C. Scott's Posthumous Museum. Posthumous Museum, yeah, which is kind of funny because, I mean, there's a great picture of him. I think he was at a, at a baseball game or something like that, and he was opening up and... The umpire, whoever it was, gave him this small little, little, small little Oscar statuette, and he posed for a picture, like with this big grin on his face, holding the thing up. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, he, I mean, you have to remember at the time, like I said, the, the Oscars was in danger of losing its legitimacy. So the protest, if you want to call it a protest, by Scott was quite well accepted by other yeah. actors. You know, like I remember Al Pacino talking about it as well. That you know, at the time it really was kind of seen as gauche for actors to be turning up to the Oscars and that, you know, the whole thing was kind of treated with a level of distaste. Now, perhaps the most high-profile refusal was that of Marlon Brando in 1973. Yeah, this was for The Godfather. So Marlon Brando, as we know, was kind of, you know, bad boy of Hollywood, was involved in a lot of uh, political uh, causes over the years. And at the time, there was an incident happening in a town called Wounded Knee. And according to the woman who accepted the uh, the Oscar for Marlon Brando, Sasheen Littlefeather, seemingly the event that was happening in Wounded Knee was under an FBI uh, press blackout. So Marlon Brando, who was really involved in the American Indian movement, got in contact with him, said that he, if he was to win the Oscar, that he would refuse it straight away and that he wanted somebody else to take it for him and to use it as basically an opportunity to address the world and to address whatever causes and activism that uh, the American Indian movement wanted to do. So Brando wrote seemingly a 60-page speech that he expected Sasheen Littlefeather to read out. On the night in question, uh, she walked up to the dais, was told prior to that that she only had 60 seconds and that if she went over it, she could potentially be arrested. On the night, she accepted the speech, refused it from Roger Moore and uh, Liv Ullman, gave her speech and then walked off. The story goes, it's never been confirmed, but the story goes that John Wayne apparently was waiting in the wings and apparently had to be held back by six men because he was going to go out and... He's going to attack her. He was going to physically attack her. And then later that night, Clint Eastwood came out and cracked a joke about, you know, I don't know if I should accept my... I don't know if I should do this speech on behalf of all the cowboys that have been killed in John Ford movies. Um, I remember Raquel Welch apparently passed some comments as well that, uh, you know, she, th- there was a lot of distaste about it, basically. Mm. But then later on, when Marlon Brando, I think he was interviewed, I think it was by Dick Cavett or something like that, and he really got upset about it. He felt that, you know, the people that were booing Sasheen Littlefeather, that it was, you know, they should have at least had the courtesy to listen to what she had to say yeah. instead of booing her. Well, she gave a, a 60 second or yeah. about speech. We can hear it now. Hello, my name is Sasheen Littlefeather. 
I'm Apache, and I'm president of the National Native American Affirmative Image Committee. I'm representing Marlon Brando this evening, and he has asked me to tell you in a very long speech, which I cannot share with you presently because of time, but I will be glad to share with the press afterwards that he very regretfully cannot accept this very generous award. And the reasons for this being are the treatment of American Indians today by the film industry, excuse me, and on television in movie reruns, and also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I beg at this time that I have not intruded upon this evening and that we will, in the future, our hearts and our understandings will meet with love and generosity. Thank you on behalf of Marlon Brando. And she never worked in that town again. Never did. Now, now, to be fair, I mean, I don't think she had much of a career prior to that. I think she worked in a radio station. And there was a lot of controversy as well that her two sisters uh, came out and basically said that she actually wasn't an Apache or a Yaqui uh, Indian either. And they actually protested the Academy and because I think it was like in 2022, I think it was, or 2021, um, the Academy <clears throat> had uh, an evening for her and they gave her a formal apology for her treatment yeah. on the night. And her sisters basically said that she's actually not a Native American yeah. as well. What happened to the Oscar? I believe uh, Marilyn Brando took it in the end and kept it in his house, but I don't really know. I, th- it's, I think what happens, I mean, I know that the Academy doesn't allow their actors and their anyone who wins one, they're not allowed to keep it if they want to sell it. And if they refuse it, I think it just goes back to the Academy. So I'd imagine that's probably what happened. Mm. Uh, Seemingly, Roger Moore may have taken it home. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, he took it. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, he took it home that night because he didn't know what to happen. And then three days later, an armed guard came came and (laughs) took it back. But what happened to it after that, I don't know. I think Marilyn Brando may have kept it, but there's kind of varying reports on it. Brian Lloyd, Movies Editor for Entertainment.ie. Thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.